Game begin. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me are the two biggest Star Wars nerds that I know, Zach. Avodeon. And Aaron. Hello there. Well, May the 4th is nearly upon us. Yes, yes it is. And National Disney Holiday. has decided to fill it with more <laughs> Star Wars. Better than Life Day. Um, which is, I'm going to give all, them this one. They've done a good job at that so far. They, they really mm-hmm. have. The celebrating of the May the 4th. Uh, anything that they do on uh, May the 4th is welcome in our book. So we've got Star Wars The Bad Batch incoming that day. Yeah. Yes. And there is a ton to talk about mm-hmm. on that one. But we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, did anything happen to you guys in dad life this week? Well, uh, real quick, I, I'm going to have to stage a, a mutiny here oh, no. because um, I, feel I adamantly oppose having oh, an X-Men episode no. with so few puns. I'm going to go rogue here and run the no. gambit. No, no. And just storm y'all with some puns here. I mean, Professor X, no puns. Wheelie, that's a bald faced failure right there. All right, I'm done. That just needed to happen. Uh, and by the way, trip defending I puns. Know. I know. What is this world coming to? What? Where it's wow, a mirror I didn't realize I had that kind of influence. What, what I mean, trip. I felt. Do? I felt so honored. I was like, "Way to, way to go at the bat, man." So, trip. You got it out of your Rocks. system now. Well, yes. if you now, if you now we can move on. If now you have not on. heard our uh, uh, fantasy draft for the X Men from our last episode. It's really good. So check that out. So minus anyway, the fact that there was a dismal lack of good puns. Uh, I, really, I, call puns. That, I call that a pro personally. But anyway, Zach, anything happened to you guys in dad life so, this week? So Rowan actually did this just today. Okay. So uh, we'll do a thing where we'll like fake sleep with each other um, on on the uh, the carpet. And I'm, you know, I'm doing the whole can't be like, and normally he copies me and he'll go with me and it's and it's just you know fun bonding moment well today i'm going and he instead went hammer hammer (laughs) hammer and i'm like what is this a weird dream you had and then it struck me is he it finding, is, is it a Finding Nemo? Reference? He's obsessed with Finding Nemo right now. <laughs> and he was the, the sea monkey has my hammer. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I'm a natural, it's a natural blue. Yes, I'm a yeah. natural blue. Sea monkey, sea monkey has, has my, my money. money. That's right. But anyway, I realized, <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh, gosh he's quoting movies that is, at that's, two years that's, old. That's deep cuts there too. That is. That's not real deep cut. Wow. Like not even a really famous yeah. line. That is funny. <laughs> but now he doesn't quite have the line because he goes, hammer. hammer. We're, we're going to give it close hammer. up. Appar- apparently Ellen DeGeneres actually um, improved those lines. Oh, I believe it. I'm just sure she improved half of Dory's There's lines. There's probably like 10 more of those that they didn't end up using for the film that I really want to see. Anyway, but anyway, it was a proud, it was a, it was a proud father moment of like, hey, not only was that creative, but also a good movie quote. So anyway, I, it was fun. As an animation job, fan, Rowan. I am proud of myself. So, all right, guys, let's start this discussion. We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Dadgum Nerds. We truly appreciate it. And also, in case you didn't know, we are also both on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way for you to help us grow the show and get it out to other dads and nerds. So we truly do appreciate it and would love to invite you to be part of our Dadgum community. Have a great one. Appreciate you. 
So the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. The on bad May 4th, batch. 2021, Disney is going to release the one-man show for D. Bradley Baker. I mean, the Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus, <laughs> and we are soaked. So, oh, Zach, yeah. it, Zach, if someone has not seen uh, the latest season of Clone Wars cartoon and or just hasn't seen anything in general, may not be familiar with this, Kevin and Tripp, ooh, namely, ooh. Um, <laughs> what is the show about? Here, I want to do the segment. Previously on Clone Wars. Oh no. So, so, so really the, the, the show as a whole covers the gap between episode two, Attack of the Clones, and episode three, Revenge of the Sith. The Clone so Wars. So it is Correct. definition the Clone Wars. So you can follow Jedi, you can follow uh, squadrons and, and legions of clones, you can follow bounty hunters. And in this series, you get a deeper dive in a lot of characters you already know and love. So you find out more about Obi-Wan and you find out, oh, actually had a love interest. Anakin, you see a little bit more of that transition into the mm-hmm. dark side, mm-hmm. which is really valuable considering, you know, he goes from good guy in episode two to, oh, okay, I guess you're just Darth Vader now. So a little mm-hmm. bit more of a transition. Right. Kind of like what I wish we had for uh, Daenerys in Game of Thrones, but that's a different conversation. Oh, uh, you, oh you had to open that can. I, 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 no, <laughs> listen, I will, I will take any swipe at Game of Thrones season eight whenever I can. Um, but back to Clone Wars, what it, what it provides is just additional context to characters and the overall Star Wars universe mm-hmm. during the Clone Wars. But more More recently, in Season 7, the Bad Batch was introduced as a specially mutated batch of clones, Batch 99, and these mutations actually gave them enhancements, and they're sent off on kind of these suicide missions because even though they do things not by the book, they get it done, and that's their reputation, Mm -hmm. and where kind of Season 7 of the Clone Wars, uh, it's the final season of the clone wars animated show but it actually is the kickstarter for this show that we're about to get the bad batch yeah um, and, when, and when we watched that episode i never once thought that we were going to get a spinoff for these characters yeah it was i i i was curious about that too because when i i started season seven and i loved clone wars especially once you got past the first couple seasons there's some yeah, really good arcs and some really good stories and zach's right you get to see that transition of anakin and they introduced ahsoka who became one of my favorite still EU characters mm-hmm. um once you got past those early seasons and mm-hmm. allowed her to mature yeah and it, i was surprised too because you had is it four episodes in season seven yeah, for that, the bad or batch. three or four mm-hmm. that there's only the four batch. episode arc and anakin comes in uh, and Obi-Wan's in part of it as well. So there was that crossover, but it was that interesting kind of like, okay, you have seven episodes or whatever it was for the entire season. Maybe it was nine episodes. It was, and it was 12 actually. Was it, was but, it really? but, oh, but see, that was it weird. It flew by. It basically um, was three, three storylines because it was Bad Batch. Yeah. Ah- Ahsoka's rant with the two uh, just, people, uh, yeah, yeah, which was very forgettable. Yeah. And then the amazing last four episodes, right, which is why <laughs> when it came out, I was so when I got to the last four episodes, there's that part of me that was like, man, why don't we get more of this? Because mm-hmm. we spent all this time on the Bad Batch, which was fine. And then the whole Ahsoka side arc that like there was yeah, some good stuff in it. But great. Go down that path. Um, but yeah, I was surprised, too, that this was actually going to be a pilot. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I see where this you know, where these characters kind of fit into that, but I wasn't expecting it either. Either I thought well, it, it was just some filler. Anything, if anything, for me, this redeems spending four episodes on the Bad mm-hmm. Batch. Okay. Yeah, because I agree. part of my complaint was like, 
okay, why? this is season why? seven. Right. Why introduce completely new characters right. that are very distinct and only give them four episodes? Like, it just seemed like such a waste. And right. so I'm actually excited that similar to what the Clone Wars animated show as a whole provides for the context of the Skywalker saga, you know, between two and three, I'm excited to be like, okay, now we're going to get to dig into their psyche a bit more and get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In hindsight, 2020, it's like, oh yeah, that's why they introduced these characters. They wanted more money. Uh, it was a pilot, an extended yeah. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got three questions to frame this discussion because let's face it. Zach would go off the rails if we didn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just Zach, not me. No, of course not you. <laughs> not me at all either. So. Well, I mean, we're not bringing up Aragorn or anything. That's right. So. He's not a part of this. <laughs> Shh, before he goes too far. All right. Move on. Well, the three questions that we have to frame Move this along. discussion are, what are you excited about for this show? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any concerns for the show and any predictions that you want to make at this point and see whether or not we are prescient or if we just fail miserably at our hobbies. So, um, Aaron, let's start with you. What are you most excited about for the Bad Batch? So I think the first thing I'm really excited about for this show is that it's going to be a continuation of the Clone Wars TV show, um, mm-hmm. but in a way that allows it to bridge from the Clone Wars era into the early Rebellion era, because the way mm-hmm. the Clone Wars TV show wrapped up, it really did tie it all together. We know what happens to these characters now because we obviously know what happens to Anakin and Obi-Wan. That's all resolved. Yep. Um, and we know what happens to Ahsoka now that we've had uh, Mandalorian. We've had mm-hmm. her show up in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of ground that could be covered in between there. By the way, I would love an Ahsoka show. Disney, if you want well, to put that they, together. They are. Don't, are they? they? Yeah. Oh, they're that's why right. they're doing a live action one. Yeah, that's they're doing right. a live action. And well, I, I'd take an animated one, too. I, Just saying. Same, same. But <laughs> looking content? forward to that because Rosario Darson is... Uh, Rosario Dawson is coming back to play her, right? The live action. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Fantastic. And I'm blanking um, on, on the actress who does the animated voice, but I, Ashley... I mean, she, she it oh. sounds right. Anyway, but um, keep looking. I, I would be totally okay. I'd be totally okay if they did another animated. Cause I mean, she really did bring that character to life. Oh, same. And I can, pl- I can't believe I forgot they're doing the, that show. But anyways, I think How this is a you. way to explore this um, timeline through characters that we don't already know what's going to happen to them. And and Zach and Mm. I were chatting about this. This is one of my favorite time periods in the Star Wars galaxy. So original trilogy is always going to be my favorite. The time after the original trilogy where the, the the galactic civil war is still happening. Mm -hmm. This is covered quite a bit in the original EU novels. This is the time of Thrawn. This is the time of, you know, the the empire's not, still been defeated quite yet the that's remake. my second that's that's my favorite but this is kind of my third favorite um we interrupt that, this broadcast ashley Eckstein. ah we can now continue with our regular okay, cool. <laughs> um but we can start to explore this early rebellion era did a little bit a bit of that in rebels right um mm-hmm. through the eyes of um these characters that i think could become really interesting and i think it is that chance to explore these new characters now Zach, you kind of pointed this out, and and I do agree. Um, really kind of cliche in the first few episodes, right? Like this uh, is uh, campy cliche. This is this is it's like <laughs> just, oh, just a it's bit. the the leader who who has to make tough decisions. Oh, it's the guy who just likes to smash things. Oh, it's the calm, quiet guy who's mm-hmm. like super good shot. And then the nerdy scientist, like 
We have seen these it's characters the turtles. one million times <laughs> in movies and shows. Like it, yeah, it's Ninja Turtles. It's it's. I mean, we've seen this mid-age mutant cloning man, mid-age mutant <laughs> clone man, clones in a half shell, <laughs> Metaclorian power. Um, <laughs> um, of Metaclorians and on Metaclorians. Um, that we know of. But I, I think could be if they can move, right. Well, that's, and actually, you know, I'm kind of, we're kind of joking about it, but I don't know. Is that a path we start to go down? Cause they are mutations. I think that could be really, really interesting. It's not necessarily what I want to happen, but I think it could be interesting. Um, but this is a chance to do something that hasn't been done before. And by that, I mean, we got to move past these cliches and we can take these characters down a path that's not already predetermined. Cause we know they turn into Darth Vader or we know they, they become Obi-Wan and train Luke, like all mm-hmm. these characters whose destinies have already been set because we've already made the movies. Well, we don't like have Rogue this. One. Right. Like so Rogue it's open ended. Like you can kill mm-hmm. the characters at the end. And yeah. they did. Um, and maybe they do here. So speaking of EU novels, one of the the classic ones was one named Allegiance. And Andrew, I yes. know you haven't read it, but Zach, I have I'm sure not, you so have. Good. I'm, very, I'm very curious to learn about it, though. So I think that the writers of the show probably did. Um, because it follows a a squad of of stormtroopers, not a squad. It's it's a, I think four of them um, that defect. They essentially defect. They mm-hmm. were ordered to do something that they had some moral reservations about. They got pushed too far, and I'm I'm greatly simplifying this, but basically yeah. they decided they didn't want to be a part of it, uh, part of the empire anymore, and they defect. And I think there could be a lot of overlap with this because you're going to be faced with clones who didn't follow along with order 66 i'm assuming from the trailer mm-hmm. and figuring out what comes of them and now there's some similarities in allegiance like that like when you leave the stormtrooper ranks what do you do and where do you hide interesting yeah. fact um that was one of the it's not the first appearance in the novels but one of the earliest appearances timeline wise of Mara Jade. Um, oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Well, and, it wasn't and listen, the first time she appeared in the novels, but the earliest in the timeline that she came book. up. It's and, a very and, good book. And, and even it's an underrated about, one. Even though it's about stormtroopers, you don't want to miss it. Oh, yes. gosh. <laughs> My um, but one of the other, the two other things I'm really looking forward to here is, is a, is a, a thread that ran throughout the Clone Wars series, particularly on episodes that were very clone centric when they kind of shifted away from Anakin and Obi-Wan um, was the morality mm-hmm. question that came up a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just about the morality of of cloning, but the idea of pitting a clone army against a droid army and that those questions around free will and those right. questions around mm-hmm. one of the biggest questions that kind of ran throughout it was, are we that different from droids if we're just manufactured right. too? And this insistence that we are, but in some cases, the realization that maybe we aren't, and maybe there are these two factions that are just throwing these armies at each other that have really been manufactured, whether it was in a droid factory or a cloning facility. So to have, to have this unit that is different, mm-hmm. I think gives you an even bigger chance. We saw that some in season seven and I won't mm-hmm. ruin it. Although if you've seen rebels, you already know it with, with Rex, mm-hmm. um, that there are well, I guess I would. There are some clones who apparently did resist following through Order 66. Um, I think this is a great chance to really explore that more, find their place in the galaxy, not just in that, but also why well, I'm assuming, again, based on the trailer, they're on the run. Yeah. Um, well, they're made outlaws. Then, 
Well, right. it, it, and it's funny because even Rex, he he succumbed to Order 66 because of the inhibitor chip. Right. Which right. it begs the question. So since these are mutant clones, do they not have one? And does that, must, does that allow and, them to openly disobey? It, right. And I, I, and I hope that. they explore that because my assumption is that they didn't and that that's what allowed them to be who they are and i like that i like that dynamic because i like the idea that you know the whole clone army was manipulated from the beginning and mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. plot to put the galaxy at war was you know of course to just allow palpatine to rise to power but the mm-hmm. idea that maybe someone at some point whether it goes all the way up to palpatine or, or whoever decided that they actually wanted to give the republic a, a chance to to win and they had this unit created that didn't follow um the original like template for clones and that someone decided hey in order to do this we're gonna have to break our own rules and i don't know i don't know if they'll go into all that because i think this timeline is a little bit further on than that but maybe there's flashback episodes maybe i don't know Hmm. i think there's a lot of interest interesting stuff you could get into there if you move past the kind of cliche characters that they appear to be now and the last thing i'm really looking forward to last big thing is that um in clone wars the series a lot of the times though not all the time you had jedi usually anakin and obi-wan uh and ahsoka show up and and there was this and mm-hmm. I liked that because there was always that great dynamic between the clones and the Jedi. And the Jedi. And yeah, it's like general were, general and foot soldier. Right. Yeah. And 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 there's great storylines that came from that. You had Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka who always respected them and earned their respect. You had some great storylines that that's not the case. Um, there was a great story arc that covered a few episodes with the Jedi who viewed clones very, very differently. Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> he was one of those characters that was a great character to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I and, and created some pretty deep moral quandaries yeah, for I, I was, a yeah. quote unquote kids show. Right. <laughs> and I was about to go into that. You were talking about like, are you know, clones any different from uh, from the droids? That one introduced the concept of how far do we go in following orders? Right. Right. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting because in this, you're not by, by timeline standards, you're not going to have Jedi, regardless of who they are. Right. Um, <laughs> showing up and, and working with the clones. So to see a clone unit, and we saw this a little bit in the clone war show, but to see it almost exclusively, unless there's cameos or something, right. um, by Ahsoka or someone like that, which I hope happens. Um, to have a clone unit have to function by themselves um, without any kind of Jedi showing up. Right. I think there's a lot of cool storylines you get because there were so many situations where it was like, well, Anakin's just going to use the force. He's the most powerful Jedi in the, in the universe right now. Uh, he's just going to use the force or he's going to flip into the air 200 feet and come out like that's not going to happen in this. Right. So I think there'll be some cool situations where they have to get really innovative and get out of it and they can really put their skills and their 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 respective abilities together to do it and it's not going to be solved by just using the force i right. love the I'm, stories that are resolved by that but i love seeing ones that aren't as well and you saw that in the season seven too like this this batch of clones their specialty is that ingenuity mm-hmm. as well as these positive mm-hmm. mutations mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. we're going to yep. definitely be seeing a lot of that mm-hmm. but that's what i'm excited about if they can move past the whole like kind of basic like D and D squad, right? Like you have your tank, you have your healer, you have your, 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 uh, like 
archer kind of stealth guy like that's kind of what it felt like to me and there's a reason for that right because that works it 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 but it, it's been done well so. the the other reason is that very ironically and i guess this will dive into part of the reason i'm excited for this show too is that let's be real the bad batch is a clone it's republic republic commando, commando. it's republic commando well, so 100%. so before the, the show rated star wars games there is and it is before the show it's out on switch and playstation and xbox right now so that game which is hard th- is. that'll be that'll be some uh, republic credits leaving my bank account here really <laughs> soon um but yeah talk about one of the hardest games ever one super battle droid will ruin your day oh yeah it gave outcast a run for its money yes not quite narshadab few things are narshadab right but that's like broken controller level but it was almost there (laughs) before before this show i just thought you know what i want to read character descriptions so in bad batch it's hunter crosshair tech and wrecker let me guess which one's which like so that's the kind of thing i'm like uh in in Commando, it's Leader, Demo, uh, uh, Fixer, and Sev. Let me just read some of the character descriptions. Sev's the only wild card there. Right. Everyone else, you can you peg immediately not, on not, what they are. Not really. I mean, okay, Boss, the leader of the group. He solves problems using what? unorthodox <laughs> methods. Slow down. Slow down, <laughs> Zach. Huh. That sounds like someone familiar. Uh, then, oh, let's see, Fixer. Fixer, a by-the-book person who likes to slice through anything he can touch. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Scorch, he likes to blow things up. Kid you not, that's part of the, uh, the character description. <laughs> yeah. And is known for choosing brawn over brain. Hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. That can't sound like anyone with the name Wrecker. <laughs> and then Sev, a quiet, distant sniper of the group. Who has problems getting along with his fellow squad mates? So this really is just—it's literally a clone. You know, and we're not. I'm laughing. That's not a bad thing because because Republic Commando was a fantastic game. I enjoyed the characters in there. Why this makes me so excited is as I was digging into this because I'm like, okay, this is almost too on the nose. Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni went on record saying that he played. Republic uh, Commando yes. and okay. loved it so much okay. that it inspired these characters. Okay. As long as they're honest about it, if they're yeah. honest and about I'm it, like, you know it what? Front, I'm all for it. And, and you know what? With that. If we get a Bad Batch video game that's in the same vein of please. Republic Commando, please. I mean, there goes some of my money. But if to it's me, good. that that is what has worked with Disney's new gen of directors that they're bringing in because they're first and foremost Star Wars fans that played Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't just say, oh yeah, I watched the movies because I really cooled uh, as I listened to more and more stuff on Ryan Johnson. I'm like, wait, you literally like watch the movies once and say you're a fan, but you didn't play action figures in the backyard. You didn't go through imaginary scenarios with your siblings who are like, well, I want to be the Jedi today. Well, I want to be the Jedi. Like, these are the people, like the fact that Dave Filoni was like, yeah, when I played the game. Okay, well, that it was a pretty niche game. Like this wasn't a mass was, release, this was not, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say obscure, but it is not the first Star Wars game that comes to people's minds when they think Star Wars video games. So the fact that he dug it out, played it, and it, no, he and didn't. Thought, this didn't is a good idea. This he is said, a show. I remember playing it, meaning that right. like when he wasn't 
famous. I mean, that I, that must have been when he was still working on Avatar as an wow. animator. Well, I mean, this was like uh, early 2000s at this point. Right. I mean, they, I, I don't yeah. think even um, Revenge when of the Sith had come out, out yet. It was in 02, between. It, it was in, I want to yeah. say it was 05. So I think it actually okay. was after okay. um, Revenge but of the same Sith. Same year as Revenge of the say, Sith. Yeah. Also say, uh, it just shows that I'm really excited that the people who are touching this, that are, are mm-hmm. making the creative decisions, love the original source material. So much mm-hmm. so though that they literally made a clone of the clones. If this is a love letter <laughs> to Republic Commando and I'm a down. way to expand on it, you have me. I'm down. You at least I will I will absolutely watch this because that is a great, great premise. And I, this is this is a sentence that uh, you'll hear me say very often on the show, but I agree with Aaron that what? this era between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope is so target rich for great mm. stories. Like, all right, I want to see Vader rise in prominence in the Empire. All right, where does this transition between clone troopers to stormtroopers and then becoming this ubiquitous symbol for the Empire? Like, can, can I push back a little bit on that? Like, I, I, there are a ton of stories that we can tell, but at this point, I'm, I'm like, let's move out from the Skywalker saga at this. There's too much well, older. Well, public. So, so that's There's the nice thing afterwards. We're, we're getting it from the perspective of clones. I realize I realize that. But part of me, part of me, and we'll cover this later on in my concerns for the show is like we have spent a long time in the Skywalker saga. And that well is, in my opinion, starting to get a little dry. So. Mm. let's let's continue on well i wonder I mean, if this is circumventing that though because it's technically you know it, it's well it's before luke and leia so you don't have that part of the sky they're alive of course but they're not going to be the right. focus the only real skywalker focus in this one would be of course darth vader um and i think this is something that rebels tried to do and i i i liked but did not love rebels um that I see this like Zach is saying as a, as a chance to expand in this time period, that's been kind of a mixed bag. I think there's been some stuff done. That's really well, you know, I really liked rogue one, although I didn't like certain parts of it. Like I'm not a huge Saw Gerrera fan. I don't think he's a particularly compelling character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think there were some really good stuff in every Rebels. day of his life. Guerrero. <laughs> I think there's <gasps> some other parts of, of rebels that I, I, I thought could be stronger. Um, I hear what you're saying, Andrew, but I think this kind of it, it's set during that time period that's considered Skywalker era, but doesn't have to focus on that but at all. It, I think it's it's a rich series, and like I, I'm mm-hmm. really am excited about this show coming. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like the more stuff comes out in this time period, the more I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, y'all. Let's, well, I'm gonna need we you know to get how the story all ends, the way off so. of my back on this one because you know, I agree okay with you. To be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and Zach? that's the position you currently hold. Oh, okay. So, giving us a perspective of non-force users, mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing. Because okay. what I didn't enjoy about Rebels is it was like I don't need to find another Jedi that somehow survived the purge and okay, helped the rebellion. Then. I want to hear about the Mon Mothmas of the Wedge Antilles of the people, the Bail Organas, the people who don't have the Force. Everyday heroes. They were the ones that started this grassroots effort because it's the everyday people that realize that this, this tyrannical empire is wrong and we should do something about it. And I think having this perspective of the clones is going to launch us into all of these non-force using characters. Because one thing that a lot of people misidentified in the trailers are like, oh, it's a Sarge Ventress. No, 
it's Finnick Shand right. from The Mandalorian. Which mm-hmm. so, that's really super cool. Which is really cool because, you know, unlike Bo-Katan, who was an animated character and they got played live action, now you have a live action character who now became an animated character. Who is being voiced by Ming-Na Wen as well. Uh, which signed me all the way up. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what this is going to explore, and there's 14 episodes in the season one. So, I mean, it's half a Clone Wars season, um, is finally what were the people without lightsabers doing during this time period which is such an interesting flip because there was a time not a little pre-disney time where it was the idea of a jedi surviving the purge was a very novel one like Mm -hmm. it was not something that had really been done before and like when stories started coming out revolving around that it was like whoa we're really exploring new territory now it's been done it's been done well, so and I love done. Jedi stories, so but so that they created a whole brand of hunters for the empire called the yeah. inquisitors right. who hunt down Jedi who escaped order 66. Right. Technically remember, like as a, users. as a kid, yeah. it was like the only ones who survived were Yoda and Obi-Wan. And then when you started reading comics and you started reading the EU books at the time, you're like, well, it does stand to reason that there would be a few others who were spread throughout the galaxy who escaped it. But it was still used very sparingly Mm -hmm. and it was not something that the entire um, story revolved around. Then Mm -hmm. it got built up in this whole thing like, yeah, you're right. There's this whole um, whole Whole unit created to hunt down surviving Jedi. And even that is interesting to me because, again, I think it stands to reason that that would be the case. But the, I think it, I agree, Andrew. I think it got overplayed. And I'm with you, Zach. I love the stories of the Jedi. I think there's some that have been done really well. Ahsoka being included. But I also want to see the everyday characters and I want to see them yes. get out of situations mm-hmm. and I want to see them mm-hmm. contribute without being force sensitive. And I'm going to mm-hmm. throw uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order into that mix, too, of good stories that have taken place. Of Agreed. People. That that's a really good one. And it gives you a lot of insight onto the Inquisitors and the Jedi yeah, Order. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's great all the way around if you haven't played it. And I thought that was reflective of how those used to be mm-hmm. like pre Disney that like, that's how it was. It was very, it was smaller scale and it truly felt like a, a guy who, who um, was a Jedi went into hiding and then was going to stay in hiding, but then had a good reason to be pulled out by someone who had a good reason to pull him out. Right. And the empire um, was legitimately terrifying in that. The one empire too. was terrifying. And yes. he wasn't a guy who came in and was like, you know, force unleashed and just went crazy. Right. On every, right, right. Right. Like I, he was ju- a guy I just who add had, lightsaber Jedi master. <laughs> and his powers were explained because he had been trained. Right. And then went in hiding. And then when he did emerge, you know, his powers grew, but they didn't become anything like, Absolutely out of your mind. You had to relearn a lot of it too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing that I think I'll add to what I'm excited about for this show, because you guys already really covered my list pretty extensively. Um, I'm really interested purely to see how the Empire handles um, clones after the Clone Wars. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. dig into some of the canon stuff, you know that the clones get decommissioned in lieu of recruits and that, you know, like what you saw in Solo, a Star Wars story where yep. it's a legitimate career path at this point in time. <laughs> and that's why all of a sudden they can't hit the broadside of a Bantha. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really curious to see 
how the empire is going to handle the decommission of the clones, because that's something yeah. we haven't seen yet at this point. So there is some of that in the star Wars lore already in broad strokes, right? But nothing why, in details, right? Yeah. Why and when they transitioned from the clone army to a, you know, in some cases a conscription army and in some cases a volunteer where they, they took, um, just regular humans. Um, and there were reason there was tactical reasons behind that. And, um, but to explore that on a more personal level, I agree, Andrew, I think it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I hope I, we see more Tarkin, by the way. Oh, oh I totally really like Grand Moff Tarkin as a character. He's a great, interesting bad guy, not nearly to the level of Thrawn, but in the same vein of just a very mm-hmm. cunning, tactical guy, cold, calculating, um, so, let's he's in the trailer a lot i hope he shows up a lot yeah. oh, i went right. right off all right guys do we have any concerns for the show zach let's start you off what what are some concerns that you have so i talked about how this is one of my favorite eras one of my mm-hmm. favorite time spans my number one favorite time span though is the the period immediately after return of the jedi mm-hmm. okay and Agreed. that has already been like <laughs> bamboothered, space whaled into oblivion <laughs> by Chuck Windig. In the new, what's like, considered the new canon. The new canon, the Aftermath series. And oh my word, I cannot tell you how much of a disappointment that series was. To take what previously was an old canon, an incredible story of Rogue Squadron fighting mm-hmm. for every single planet tit for tat with the 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 imperial remnant and like it wasn't just oh you blow up the second death star and you won like they had to fight right um and then what we got was some chuck windig which has become a byword for aaron and myself <laughs> so please it's bad it's just don't, bad don't waste this mm. opportunity please don't waste it um, so dave filoni i have far far more faith than you than most people that have touched star wars in the in the in the disney era and granted he's executive producing this one so not necessarily directing so mm-hmm. obviously they're giving some some other people some chances to shine which i'm all for but he's still um, gonna carry the spirit of it though we saw that with mandalorian though and that i thought worked really well right but he was tempered by john favreau and Fair. that was the mm-hmm. winning combination because you have to remember that worked that Dave Filoni left to his own devices gives us space whales and force wolves. It, it is true. Like for every great thing, you know, 10 great things, there's one that's just one like, really like not great just thing. Really <laughs> raise your eyebrows, beat your head against the wall and go, what? What were you thinking? <laughs> well, so, and, and we've already touched on this. I, we need more intricate characters to sink our teeth into because mm-hmm. they're it's it's almost they're walking laughably cliches. they're laughably mm-hmm. cliche mm-hmm. uh p- particularly wrecker i mean he's basically brain damaged hulk i want to smash things <laughs> and i'm like okay th- this is almost too much um and uh <laughs> i just flesh them out all right i want a little more personalities i don't want so much action that you can't have those quiet moments when they're right. in the ship traveling through hyperspace talking about all right let's debrief about what just happened mm-hmm. like those are the moments where you get to really learn about the character so i right. want those um my the other thing i'm concerned about is i i already want to punch omega in his perfect little oh, face. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> nervous kid? about this kid. Yeah, that kid. So yeah. I, I like he, you know, those faces, I guess this is what trip feels like all the time. 
you know that just those faces you want to you just want to hate he had one of those faces for me but but here's what <laughs> i have to remember um i thought that same thing about ahsoka uh-huh. and lord knows we all thought about that about luke in a new hope so i'm gonna tashi station to buy some power converters <laughs> um and and so you know what maybe there'll be some character development there but uh, they i hope it's not just the oh yeah that's right this is on disney plus we need to make it a kid we need, show we need the kid element in this and so and so they kind of throw him in to be like mm-hmm. a kid voyeur for this whole thing <sighs> but no. no anyway no, no. but those are my only concerns just don't waste it i want more character development and uh make me not want to punch omega at the end of this thing i can <laughs> i'm on board with that how about you aaron yeah, my concerns are are pretty similar. I, I really hope they move past the archetypes that are the characters right now. You know, and then you see it in the episodes in, in Clone Wars where, you know, it's like, oh, the, the lines like, well, I think we should just charge at him, you know, that kind of thing. And then they do or, mm. or you know, they, they bust, <laughs> works he busts open the door and they're like, what took you so long? It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's things like that that we've seen a bazillion times. Um, recognizing and keeping in the context that it is a Disney Plus show. It is, you know, it is it is geared towards that audience. Although Clone Wars did a really good job of this where it was a yeah. it was a kid show. But like the topics we mentioned in it and also mm-hmm. too. Some of those episodes on Dathomir were Some scary. Were heavy. Okay, those yeah. were scary. Okay, or so on for, Geonosis in the catacombs with basically like with the zombie? high mind zombie yeah. Geonosians. Yeah. So they, <laughs> it's like it's a kid's show, but it's one that adults can watch and really get into and really appreciate as well. And I hope yeah. this one continues that trend. I wouldn't say it's a concern because I, you know, Filoni did a really good job of this, so I'm not concerned. But it's something to keep in mind. I just really as we've touched on quite a bit. I really hope they can move past the cliches. I don't want them to take away from the characters what makes them their characters and what Mm -hmm. their strengths are, but I want them to be their strengths, not their complete identity. And so I hope we can dig just a little bit deeper into those. And I think that's part of it. Not win dig, just actual dig. Just actual dig. (laughs) Um, So to, but that's fine. You know, those those first few episodes in Clone Wars, they were the introduction. Right. It worked for what it was there. So I guess I'm a little concerned and I, I do think a lot of it hinges on that because we have to like these guys, not just mm-hmm. cheer for them. But we want to yeah. like them and follow well, along. And you're also going to have, you know, with those first couple episodes, people who have not watched season seven of the Clone Wars and just go, oh, hey, this is a new thing. So right. those first few episodes are going to be pretty introductory level. My other concern is that this show is going to get is going to actually be really, really good. And then it gets canceled. <laughs> Oh. Like that's a genuine concern you're, of mine. You're I'm going to start from Firefly. Let's I, be real. I, I, yeah, it, it's <laughs> one of those never shows be soon that enough. it's going to end up being really good. I'm going to get really into it, and they're going to go, eh, maybe two seasons. Didn't get didn't get the numbers we wanted. That's actually like, but that's a good concern to have because that shows you know for me. Um, and I said this at the beginning of the the this whole episode, and I should clarify when I said Disney has done a good job. Disney has done a good job with <laughs> Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Let me clarify that. Anything outside of that, uh, not so great, Disney. Well, um, Rogue One, well, I'd throw that in there. True. Okay. I know, Kev- I know Kevin disagrees with me on that one, but Rogue I'll give One him was that. great. I, Rogue One was great. But, um, and, and, ha, and Solo was, eh. but, um, yeah. but yeah, on Disney Plus, they've, they've done a very good job. Um, even Resistance being the exception for, for me, I did not care for it. 
Um, but well, that wasn't exclusively Disney Plus. Don't put that on Disney true, Plus. True, <laughs> true, because it was Disney XD or whatever. But right. I, I, I really, it's a good problem to have. I have high hopes for this, um, because they've shown that they can pull great things off. Um, so my concern is that they do it again and we don't get enough of it. Well, mm. again, you guys have pretty much tackled everything that I want to see. You know that I have a concern on as well, with the exception of. Uh, it's just a lingering question that I have on this one is, is this going to be in, inconsequential to the greater star Wars arc? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to move the needle in some way in star Wars in a way that we didn't expect? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's this kind of self-contained thing where mm-hmm. the events of this just kind of happen and nothing, nothing really is different because of it, then my care level is going to go way down. Would you like to see something like Rogue One where it's self-contained, but it's connected in a way that is in, it's inseparable from so, the original trilogy? So for example, it has I a think direct impact on it. This will actually bleed into one of the predictions that I want to make for this, mm. okay. which is I think that the Bad Batch is the reason that the Empire decommissioned the clones. Hmm. That would they be realize a, they that didn't have complete control. Correct. They hmm. realize that the you mean makes the transition from a clo- complete clone army to, to uh, a just a regular a human army. Conscription okay. army. Um, I think that the Bad Batch is going to be a reason behind that decision. And for example, hmm. if that ends up being one of the things that it moves the needle in the Star Wars universe and has lasting consequences because of it, I'm good with that. For crying mm-hmm. out loud, if this kid Omega is indeed a clone, which I mean, it sounds like he is from the trailers that we've seen so far. His name is literally Omega, which is last and the Greek mm-hmm. alphabet. So mm-hmm. we're seeing the end of the clones here. And I think the bad batch is going to be a reason behind wanting uh, the empire, wanting to make the switch from clones to a legit army. Well, it, it makes sense in one way, but not in another, because I mean, the, the bad batch, <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I'm trying to politely tell you you're wrong. Uh, because you know the clones though overall are programmed to be loyal and so yeah you've got four clones out of the millions that buck orders but for those four there's then you know four bajillion that you know will follow orders no matter what you tell them but i mean these clones can easily show that there's a flaw in the system so yeah and 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 maybe or maybe they yeah they exploit uh, yeah maybe they find some flaw actually when you say flaw in the system like a legit flaw in the system like if we expose this the entire imperial army goes down kind of thing i i could easily see it playing off of you know the the a big theme in the show is that the clones are brothers that they're loyal to each other and which so if you send clones after clones which that leads me to another thing which i think we haven't seen the resolution of commander cody I would I commander Cody could potentially be tasked to take down the bass, the bad batch. And I could see in that thing where hmm. the, 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 the task force that is trying to take down these people ends up flipping. And it's because of that loyalty that's in this ingrained in their system that the empire goes, these guys just present too much of a threat. Or, you know, a lot of the latter seasons of clone wars. In fact, this was a big story arc in season six that wasn't even a complete season it was basically all of the scrap episodes that got put together was the clones finding out about the right. inhibitor chip mm-hmm. and so yeah actually now that i'm thinking about this what if the bad batch uses the inhibitor chips against to the empire? yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Or, or just deactivate entirely 
and you know, no matter, like no matter how hard, how long the season is going to go, I think that these characters are going to go out in a blaze of glory fighting the empire in the series finale. There is zero chance that Disney keeps these characters alive for later on in the show. Well, and I think that's why I hope captain uh, commander Rex is just a cameo and mm-hmm. isn't like an integral part to this. Cause we, we already kind of have resolution to his story in the Rebels, Rebels timeline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of want this to end like a rogue one to where they, they make their contribution and then take as many as they can with them yep. <laughs> on their way out. Yep. Right. Um, okay. Well, uh, all right, if, if we're talking about inhibitor chips, then I could see a flip. Um, you know, funnily enough, this is now Legends, but another excellent book series by uh, Karen Travis was, uh, it was called Republic Commando. And actually, the problem the Empire encountered was that the clones were only designed to be alive for like five years. Mm. And then their age accelerates exponentially and they just kind of, you know, die. So and, did, did Halo come first or did uh, that Star Wars story? Because <laughs> that's exactly what happens to Cortana. Anyway. But, but, but anyway, and, and so the Republic Commandos, their mission is to find how do you reverse this process? Um, so may, maybe there could be some uh, some tie-ins with that. I don't know. Well, he, he, if Filoni played the game, he very well could have read the no- these novels Could have read the well. books too. Well, right, so we Oh, sorry. Zach, go for it. So, so we brought up Omega, and this actually ties into one of my predictions. And so I, I do think you're right, Andrew, that the Empire is going to be in the process of phasing out clones. But I think it's going to be because they receive the mandate to start the process of Force-sensitive clones. Mm. And I think, I think Omega is the last of the regular clones and then the first of what will eventually become the inquisitors. So I think star Wars is creating this. There's the Skywalker saga verse. And then like for lack of a better term, the show verse. (laughs) And so you, you look at all of their shows make nods to each other way Mm -hmm. more than they do the actual Skywalker saga. And so I think, you know, something that has always stuck out to me is that the scientist character in the Mandalorian had like a Kimonian clone patch and it was never really addressed. Hmm. And so I wonder if this is going to be like the, the version ones of trying to make those four sensitive clones that eventually we know later, 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 later down in the timeline is because Palpatine's trying to, you know, make a vessel for himself. Yeah, but and so same- I wonder if the Bad Batch essentially find this young kid who is a brother of theirs in a distant sense because he's a right. fellow clone. And then they basically find out what his eventual purpose is and then bust him out. I'm good with that. The Inquisitor side of it, I think mainly you just get corrupted Jedi or corrupted Force users and that's how you get the Inquisitors. And that doesn't need a whole ton of explaining. But I like that this kid could potentially be Palpatine's version one of trying to go crazy with cloning or what well, and if, i kind of hope i kind of hope they capture him and he goes bad that, i hope omega kills everyone so i can just hate his perfect face <laughs> <laughs> what if what if unit 99 is like the first issue with palpatine's early experiments with cloning for himself because we know well i don't Uh, know actually i don't know how it works in the disney verse because it's not very well explained but i know in the novels you know there was it was a good mixture of technology and just dark side powers 
which is basically the only, like literally that line is the only explanation, the only we, explanation we get. <laughs> um, but what if, and this is kind of going out on a limb, but what if, what if that's part of it? What if they're the, the reason they are the way that they are was they were inadvertently a part of some messing around on Palpatine's part to put that kind of program in place very early on. Oh, I don't know. The, that's they're a little, the version zeros and Omega's. The yeah. Version just one. like they were, maybe hmm. they were the result of some of the first early experiments dealing with, okay, well, what about longer life? What about um, okay. more free will? That kind of thing. That's way out on a limb there, but it'd be interesting, especially if hey. they were to like discover like that they're tied to that. It gives them a lot more weight for being kind of nobodies. Gotcha. But I'm with you, Andrew. Like I want them to have, and, and Zach too, I want them to have this impact. I like, that's what I really like about the Star Wars universe is that the small people have an outsized impact. And a lot of them do that, of course, mm -hmm. by being discovered that they're force sensitive and becoming Jedi. But it's the same, like this, this farmer from a backwater planet saves the galaxy. Like mm -hmm. that's the story of Star Wars over and over again. So I like the idea that they're going to play a bigger role here. So my predictions are um, that they will play some role in main Star Wars events that we know about, whether it's the destruction of the Death Star or, or whatever it is. I think there will be some thread, some line that ties them to it. Um, okay. I'm going to predict that Vader shows up um, oh, okay. I, because that would be I, cool. I, I don't think he'll be a main part. But I think I like you see in Rebels or you saw in um, Rogue One or however it is, he's he's also an easy character to show up because especially in an animated series, because he is he has a mask on. He has the voice that can be replicated and everything. So he's not. Um, he's easy to cast, so to speak, and he's easy right. to he's easy to have show up, and he is the face of the empire. So I'm going to predict he shows up. I don't think he's going to be actively hunting them down or anything like that. Although who knows? Because maybe they turn around and go, look, this is this is the best men we have. It's like, and when they first when I first saw them, I was like, this is kind of this blend of like the A team. You're getting a little <laughs> bit of like a dirty dozen feel here. Like, um, what if the empire's like? Uh, guys we we've thrown unit after unit after these guys like of just basic guys and tried to overwhelm them with numbers that's not going to work we need something else mm -hmm. maybe Bring vader shows guns. up and is like all right i'm here i'm gonna try and take him I, out oh i got this Step so to side. see them escape from that would be really interesting but i don't know if it'll go that far but i'm gonna predict that vader shows up i'm gonna predict that there's gonna be at minimum rebels cameos okay but i think there's gonna be i i think if you want to tie mm. clone wars to rebels this is the bridge to yeah. do it. Now, it's a little bit earlier. I'm not saying we're necessarily going to see Ezra, but I think I I, I feel like a couple people are going to show up. In, yeah, in, um, Hera, in some capacity. I have a feeling if you're going to show anyone, and she's probably... Which uh, I'm all for, because I like her a lot. Get, um, give me more Harris and Dula, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to predict that, and I'm going to predict, uh, maybe this is a little early, but just based on what we saw in the Clone Wars episodes and what we saw in the trailer, I'm going to predict this is going to be good. I'm going to predict that it's going to be a good show, <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy that. it. Um, I, I'm going to predict I'm not going to like Omega, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also very optimistic that um, it, it's going to be a good show, which is a great place to be in, because I can tell you a couple years ago, um, not optimistic. I, I was yeah. not particularly happy or optimistic about the direction of the Star Wars universe and it had right. nothing to do with the things that people claim it has to do with. I just genuinely wasn't liking what was coming out of what was coming from Disney and yep. they've really turned it around. Yep. Well, that that leads me into probably my last prediction. I think all of us would agree is that no matter how good 
this show is, Trip and Kevin still won't watch it. Yep, I 100 percent agree with that. that. That's the one I'm. I just know, can't get over the style. Money, that one's gonna come true. Kevin doesn't like the animation style, which Trip doesn't either. Fair. That's a fair. I didn't either when I first started watching Clone Wars. It, but you know what, guys? I still watched it, and it was really good once you got past the first two seasons. And I can listen, already hear it, Kevin just going, "Cool." Oh yeah, and I get it. Like you, sure. You, you, we all we all have limited amounts of free time, but mm-hmm. come on, give it a shot. Get, give it, give it a clone trooper shot, not a stormtrooper shot, a what's clone the, trooper shot. Not bullseye. What's his? What's the guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, crosshair. Crosshair. That's it. Crosshair. Okay, um, so basically bullseye. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I, I I can't wait for this show. Um, by the mm-hmm. time that we release, it will be a day. Only a day. The show comes out. So couldn't be more excited. Seventy-five minute. Seventy-five minute premiere. Oh, Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to confirm that. Even, that makes me even more. That's that's seriously. Like that's a like three movie. episodes worth. I love of, that. Yeah, three episodes worth. All right, guys. Which is what they did with Clone Wars, though. That's how the series launched was with yep. the, with, with with an hour and a half long movie. It's almost like the same people are you know show running. Cameron's watched it. On that note, that's going to be <laughs> it for our discussion today. Uh, next up, we've got our game, so we'll be back in just a moment. This next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com, click our sponsors tab, and it'll take you straight there. These guys supported us in the beginning, and we'd love for you to support them back. Thanks, guys. All right, so for today's game, uh, if you haven't noticed, Kevin is not here with us today. Oh, no. Sorry, Kevin. Missed you. Missed you. I don't trust Um, you, Phyllis. But today, our game master is going to be, drumroll please, it is me. You guys are stuck with me today. All right. Oh, shocker. So considering that uh, we have two of the biggest dadgum nerds, Star Wars fans here on the show with us, um, namely me and Aaron. um, Right. Right. Ah, (laughs) That was a great attempt at a joke there. Correct. It was. Um, But since Zach and Aaron are our biggest Star Wars fans here on the show, uh, what better way to to entertain our audience than by pitting them against each other? See, this I know we've jinxed it from the beginning because now you're going to throw these Star Wars trivia questions at him. I'm going to get none of them. I'm going to look like this guy who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Well, guess what? Get ready to put on your cloud makeup and, you know, pies are getting ready to come your direction. Uh, We have got uh, Dadgum Jeopardy today. So very similar to the last Star Wars episode that we did. We have four different categories that have five different questions in them. All right. Um, We have four or four categories. We have OG, so the original series. We what, have what? The, we have the prequels, which shocker cover okay. the prequels. Okay. No. We have the shows, so anything from uh Clone Wars to Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then Galaxy Far Far Away, which is just a little bit of everything else. So that's etc. Anything. Right. Any, anything, etc. So those are our four categories, and we have five questions in it. Uh top one is worth a hundred. Uh we got a two hundred, a four hundred, eight hundred, and one thousand point question. Right. Introducing the thousand category, the which thousand I'm pretty sure Andrew person. just made to ruin our day. I really <laughs> struggle with recalling names. I can see the face, but well, putting the name to it is the guess part. What? You're you're gonna gonna do, I know I am. I know I am. <laughs> you're gonna and do I know great, this, Larry. I know this about myself. I know this about myself in trivia. So this will be this will be interesting. All right. So we're just gonna start on the board. Um whose birthday is the closest? 
June 13th. Definitely June, Zach. <laughs> June 13th. So Zach, we'll go first with you then. So of the four categories, OG, prequels, shows, and Galaxy Far, Far Away. Why don't we start with the OG all for right. 100? Let's start where OG it all began. For 100. And, the, and the, if the first person does not get it correct, the second person has a second chance to come in. Second person has a chance to steal One chance on to it. steal. Okay. So um, if Han shoots and misses, which we know didn't happen, <laughs> then Greedo can have a follow-up shot. Greedo can have a follow-up <laughs> shot. If Greedo does hit the follow-up shot, then uh, the question then goes to them. The next question gets to go to them. So gotcha. cool. All right. So Got Zach, it. we'll start with you. Um, okay. You'll start the question and then Aaron has a chance to follow up if you do not get this one. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm one of the force on the forces with me. I'm one. With and the how many the languages is C-3PO fluent? Six million. Close enough. It is more than six million. We'll give it to you. I'm okay, give, okay. The yeah, technical I'm line gonna, is more than six million forms of communicate. Like you okay. said, six million. So if you had six million, in okay. If in you there, were not going to be a point because it's more <laughs> than six million, no, I was going to give it to uh, you. Come on, if you, you. if you had said Zach was wrong and it was my turn, I wouldn't know what to say because I would have said six million as well. Well, so, by Andrew's definition, you could have said six million and so one. Wait a second. Like, wait a second. How is Andrew the one over here going? Well, actually, technically, <laughs> yeah. when that's like that's our job. <laughs> so just so, just so the audience knows too, the thousand point questions in this one are legit. I made these for Star Wars fans. So as this goes oh, on, it's probably going to get pretty difficult. So all right, all okay. Right. Well, I'm uh, not going to follow. I'm not going to follow Jeopardy uh, logic. I'm just okay. going to go for it. I want to go shows for four hundred. Shows for four hundred. Show all right. me the shows in Star Wars Rebels. What house of Mandalorians is allied with the empire and rules Mandalore? Oh, I know their faces. I don't recall the name. Well, I'm guess what? To, I need a name. I'm going to say uh, more than six million. It is not more than six million. <laughs> it is House Saxon. Hey. Uh, oh, hey, thanks for letting. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks, for letting thanks for letting. I broke my own rules. <laughs> that's okay. We'll just, I, I wouldn't have gotten it. That's I wouldn't have gotten it. Okay, no, okay, I, okay. I got to say, if that's the four hundred dollar question, um, you guys are toast. I'm scared. Here's the th- here's the <laughs> thing. I, I have to say, after becoming a dad, really, when I got married and had nothing to do with with Caitlin, but especially after becoming a dad, my Star Wars knowledge has not dwindled, but my ability to like Recall. give you an answer in five ah. seconds on it has significant well, well, here's the other thing is i've only watched rebels through one time anyway my, i'm not oh, making excuses still, i'm just saying know. if that's the 400 dollars question i'm scared yep <laughs> yep I, the Let's last go, one though. this one in particular i'm pretty proud of so can i have prequel i wait since i uh, got so it wrong do i go next you would yeah, have you would have you. gotten it wrong so this would have go, this would go to a friend aaron still oh aaron all right aaron, yeah about you yeah. Okay. We'll do prequels for a hundred. Let prequels me just for get, let me get my feet under me. Yeah. All right. I'm actually, this one is really curious. This one made me think how many okay. spires are on the Jedi temple at Coruscant? Well, there's, there's, well, how many spires? do you count the center one? How many spires? Five. 
Five Spires is correct. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. You just almost didn't give Zach a point for saying, not saying more than. I'm like, <laughs> more, do you count, do you count the middle four. one? Are you just saying the ones on the corners? Uh, yeah. Okay. Andrew's like, well, it's four like, spires like, and well, one central I column. Know. <laughs> I know. He's like, there's one cylinder I, that rolls look, up I the middle. I made these hard, but I'm not going to be unrealistic here. So I like the debate of technicalities. So technically right. it's four fingers and one no thumb. Pushback but, me. Okay, um, five. I'll take... Yeah, I'll take OG for 200, please. OG for 200. OG. OG. Which bounty hunter borrows their appearance from a Doctor Who episode? Um, I am going to say uh, Bosk. He wore a space suit from a Doctor Who episode. He did. It was Bosk. Yep. It was the chest plate. Yep. That's the $200 question on OG. (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh, oh boy we're in for a long Which, trivia here I, I, did, I didn't know that one uh in this particular one when i looked at when i looked at too, this it wasn't one like, what costume component it was they, like borrowed their appearance like they copied and like pasted i don't know it's it, no they copy pasted bosk's outfit from a guy to mm-hmm. a, a trandoshan well that's mm-hmm. that's because they were working on not that big of a budget no. even, even on the second Empire. movie yeah. yeah well if you'll notice yeah. like ig88's head is also hanging up in the, in the cantina. cantina. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, uh, good stuff. I'm going to say OG 400. OG for 400. Keep the OG rolling. Speaking of the Moss Isaac Cantina, what's its actual name? Oh. got it. This, see, this is a classic. Like, I know this answer, but I cannot pull it out in 10 seconds. Well, you mm. got about five more, yeah. and then I'm passing give it on to Zach. Give it to Zach. I'm not going to be able to come you? up with it. Is it the blue bantha? It is not. Darn. <laughs> All right. The answer, this is one that I'm sure once I hear it. The answer yeah. is Chalman's Cantina. I did. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, that's a four hundred dollars question. You guys want to keep going now? No, I really don't. All right. Um, All right. I do. I love Zach, it. Zach, your I, turn. Not, now I'm scared, but let's just do, uh, I want to do Galaxy Far, Far Away for 100. Galaxy I want to see far, how far much et cetera you've thrown at us. 100. What is the name of the main Sith Lord from the original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? The, the one involved with the twist in that game. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. There's, there's, yeah, two, Aaron, there's Aaron. two of them, but it's the, I'm, I'm taking the one that's involved with the twist in that story. Can I get half yeah. points for the other one? <laughs> All right, Zach, you got about three I was gonna say, I'm, 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 gonna say, I'm just gonna give this one to Aaron. Aaron it's my, it is my shame. The, I've only played name, it once. The name you're looking for is Darth Revan. Darth Revan is That's correct. It. His apprentice was Darth Malak, who betrayed him. Correct. There you go. All right. That's Darth Revan right there, by the way. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I love that. All right. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I'll take interesting. That's I'll, I'll say Galaxy Far, Far Away for 200. Galaxy Far, Far Away for 200. It is. All right, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to get this one. I should have made this the $100 question, to be quite frank. Who wrote the Thrawn trilogy of books in Star Wars Legends? Oh, how um, dare you? Let me see. Uh, mm, you could probably get a signed copy. It was Timothy Zahn, and I have a signed copy of, of yeah. uh, Heir to <laughs> I, the I Empire actually, right there. <laughs> I actually do have a signed copy of Timothy Zahn's. I want it in a... Um, uh, a raffle Dragon at Dragon Con, Con. A Dragon Con panel. <laughs> I don't mean to be that guy, Andrew, but mine was personally signed by him. Mine was too. It was his, like it it was from his basement and he gave it away. Okay. never mind. Take that. (laughs) I I thought it was like one of the book tables that gave it away. Mine's customized and everything. 
Shall we he continue? likes my Jane hat too. Bring it. Um, yeah, I'll say Galaxy Far Far Away for four hundred, and I'm far, actually scared because Galaxy that seems far, to be the tipping point four, where they get really four hundred. Mm-hmm. What talented actor voices Rogue One's K two S O? Um, it's uh, it's who played. Speaking Wash. of names that you need to produce on the fly. <laughs> I know yeah. it's who played Wash. Uh, yeah, no, that's literally what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's like, <laughs> what? it's Wash. Played, and that's what I figured. Okay, I figured you okay, guys well, would I get, well, I get a point for just a last name because I remember the last name. Alan no. Tudyk. Alan Tudyk oh, is yes. correct. See, I you got to give me a second sometimes. So right now, I'm going to be honest. Aaron <sighs> I couldn't is remember sweep- Alan. Aaron is sweeping the board. He currently has, oh, let me see. Oh, we're a thousand, early. A thousand early. points to Zach's 100. Yeah, All I well, got to do is get one 1,000. That's true. I that is, to say, I'm not exactly <laughs> feeling safe right now. So. That is very true. Um, right. I'm actually going to bump back up. I'm going to ask for, I'm going to say OG 800. OG I'm for just, 800. Just, just going for it. I remember this go. one. This one is, uh, this one is tough. What is the name of the creature that pulled Luke underwater in the first Death Star's trash oh, compactor? Uh, a Dianoga. Good job. That was the 800. Uh, I had no clearly, idea. That was the first time clearly, I heard that. Clearly, that's part of the Star Wars Elemental song. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're gonna move on from that then. Aaron, how about you? I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm not. You know, on the one hand, I'm thrilled I got that, but I don't think I'm brave to go for a thousand yet. So I'm gonna say prequels two hundred, please. Prequels for two hundred. <laughs> Alrighty. How old was Padme when she became Queen of Naboo? This year, twelve. She was not 12. She was 14. She was 14. Uh, that is correct. Boom. Still doesn't make her marriage to Anakin low. any less creepy. I no, it does low. not. It does not. <laughs> I, so I knew she was, she's 14 in episode one, but I, right. Isn't that right? She was 14 sure. in episode one. Okay. But my thinking was that she became queen a little bit earlier. So okay. um, I gambled was, and lost. You did. Zach won. How about you? What is your next question? All right, uh, let's do shows for 100. Shows let's just get the 100s off the board. Shows for 100. Ahsoka Tana is what species? Tagruta. That is correct. Or Tagruta? 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 Yeah, something like that. I've actually... Do they ever say it out loud? I'm not sure. I think they do. At some she, point. she mentions it, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, let's, let's go shows for 200. Shows for 200, it is. Um, I'm going to reword based off of this. Jedi Master Yoda found Master Sifo-Dyas on what planet in the Clone Wars? Oh, Sifo-Dyas was in prison. Sifo-Dyas makes an appearance in season six of Clone Wars. Yeah, he does. But do you remember the name of the planet? Master (gasps) Sifo-Dyas was killed nearly 10 years ago. Years ago. Now, this (laughs) is one of those bonus episodes. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, Aaron, how about you? I I I don't remember either, but I am going to throw something out there. Okay. Knowing it's completely wrong. And I'm going to say Dathomir. It is not Dathomir. It is I, another dark side planet, though. It is Malachor. Oh, Malachor. okay. Man. All right. So uh, that's going to go then to Aaron. Ooh. All right. We'll say prequels 400, please. Prequels for 400. It is. Ooh. What is the name? Of the lightsaber fighting style Mace Windu created. Not the uh, form number, the oh, name. Oh, you need Because it was form a, number seven. Seven, that is correct. Not the form number. What is the name of It begins with a K, style? doesn't it? 
I can't no. say. Okay, because I know Zach knows it. There are two names that are uh, that are put to this, and I'm not. I'll take so either I know, one of them. I know form number seven, and I'm sure it was mentioned in Shatterpoint, the novel, yes, at some point. One of the best legends and books I out there. I am completely. It begin. Does it begin with a V? Not that that's going to help. I me. can't say anything. Sorry. Okay, well, it begins with a V. That I, I know it's form number seven. I do I, not remember its well, actual name. For the sake of moving on, Zach, because that's not nerdy enough. It is Vapod. It is Vapod. Is it? Uh, okay, see. I yep. was, I, it's one of those, like, Julio kind of on the right path, pod. but. Named gotcha. after a squid-like creature with many tentacles because the style is very, very furious because it, it, it digs into the dark side, believe it right. or not. Right, that was the thing that made it so interesting and only he was one of the few that could use it because he could control it. Yep, and, and one of the apprentices ended up using it and went to the dark side because she used the pod. Right. Fun Andrew, fact. I have to point out, though, that you, you had to go as far as to say, no, I need the name, not the number. Yeah. Because that's not nerdy enough <laughs> to be like, nerdy I'm, like, I'm like, well, I know it's numbers. four number Anyone seven. And you're like, no, that it's form seven. That's not too nerdy. That's <laughs> not nerdy. If you got to give me a name. I need the name, good sir. All right. So, Zach, since you won that last one, what you got? All right. I want to do Galaxy Far, Far Away for 800. Galaxy Far, Far Away for 800. It is. This one's a toughie. Oh, what boy. What is the name of the planet where Han and Chewbacca first meet in Solo, a Star Wars story? and this one i don't think it's actually mentioned in the movie okay well then there's no hope because i haven't read any novelization on the movie that okay at best i give a six out of ten Aaron, how about you no no hold on i'm gonna say th421 uh it is not why aren't you at your post sack yeah um (laughs) yeah i have no idea if it's not name, i i know i can see it in my head but i don't remember a name being mentioned Well, for the record it is mimbon Yep. Nope. That big mud man bun. Man bun. Man bun. What? No. M i m b a n. Man bun. Man bun. Yep. Didn't get that one. All right. So that's the case then, Aaron. Moving on to you. So we uh, only have eight hundreds and thousands yeah. left. I'm gonna say prequels for eight hundred, please. Prequels for eight hundred. It is what Attack of the Clones character is partially named for after George Lucas's son? This year, please. Commander Cody. That is incorrect. Zach? Is it Kit Fisto? It is not. The correct answer mm. is Dexter Jetster. Oh. Oh. Wow. Did not know that, actually. I didn't either until wow. I looked it up. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Hello, Dex. <laughs> I have a little cuts on the side to give it away. Yeah, runs. Oh. Uh, he's the one that uh, does looks over the Camino and Camino and Dart from uh, mm-hmm. Django Fett. Y'all want a glass of Java juice? (laughs) (laughs) Zach, uh, I believe it's your turn, isn't it? All right. I'm going to do it. I want the OG for a thousand. OG for a thousand. It is. And I'm actually really proud of this one. What day is Wookiee Life Day? Is it pretend it doesn't exist day? (laughs) (laughs) There actually is a month and a day scheduled for Wookiee Life Day. So I'm going to say that it is. Uh, November 28th. Incorrect. <clears throat> I was going to say December 25th, but I'm going to say actually, no, I know it's not. It, it's, um, it's sometime in July, isn't it? Actually, Zach was closer. Oh, okay. Well, I have no idea. <sighs> the answer is November 17th. Dang it. Wow. You were actually really, really close. close. No, I knew it was the date that you they really aired close. the Christmas special. Mm. And I was trying to think it was, I thought after Thanksgiving, not before. 
Well, oh. you got it wrong. All right, Darn. Aaron, we've got uh, one eight hundred dollar well, question left with shows. I'm playing under protest at this point because the fact that that was part of OG is just a disgrace. It's but, the OG um, cast. <laughs> Whether George um, Lucas acknowledges it or not, it's the original cast. Uh, it is Barbie doll Luke and everything. Uh, give me prequels <sighs> yep. for a thousand. Please. Prequels for a thousand. We got what ruler of Naboo did Queen Amidala replace? she replaced not so, who replaced so who, her who preceded her okay this is probably mentioned in the Plagueis novel you wanted the thousand dollar um, question I did not find one much harder than this no I mean I'm thinking all these terms like and I know it's not in the movie because I, I can think of the the queen that came after her and I, I think of well Zach how about Chancellor you Valorum, which had nothing no, to do with I, I realize I have the wrong answer because oh. because I was like, oh, wait, no, Queen Jamalia is after she's the one in mm-hmm. type of a clone. Well, so I actually don't know who was before. The answer is King Varuna. King Varuna. OK, so I'm these pretty are pretty sure. cool questions, but literally, except maybe the eight hundred dollar one, which is more about the casting than anything else, have nothing to do with the prequel movies. Shut They're your face. I made the prequel. questions. You guys are at my will at this. Actually, fair, I think fair. Now, I, I want to say that's actually mentioned, uh, oddly enough, in like the Padme novelization or the, um, oh, the Leia. Or was it the Leia novelization? Those, there's the cut scenes in Attack of the Clones with Padme's family. I wonder if it's set in there. Hmm. That's actually really said. long scenes. That's interesting. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> hey, um, Zach, you bear how about the questions, you? you get our discussions. <laughs> we got three more questions left. We got two more in shows, 800 and 1,000. Right, I want to. I'm going to go for galaxy far, far away for a thousand galaxy far, far away for a thousand. According to star Wars legends, what is the name of the first Sith Lord to use the title Darth in their name? Hmm. All right. So I know is it's it, not Darth Bane because he was uh, the first rule of two to give you guys a hint. I had never heard of this character prior to looking this up. Uh, I'm going to say Darth core. That is incorrect. I'm trying to think through early Sith, XR Kuhn, but I don't think he used Darth. The picture um, that was provided for this character seemed like really early in the timeline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Just I'll just okay. So that. I'm actually I'm trying to think of the tombs on Korriban in Kotor. <laughs> oh wow! Oh man! Um, wow, Darth, and I'm blanking because I, I think in XR Kuhn, I'm thinking. Um, not Darth Sion, that's someone else. Uh, uh, I'm going to know what I get. Have to move yeah, on go ahead and show me the answer. I'm going to kick myself for not the knowing this. The answer is Darth and Dedu. Okay, never mind. That's not who I'm thinking of. Not I, even sure how to say that, so yeah, I don't know them. <laughs> I've never heard of this character before, but wow. he was the first one in Legends to use the name Darth. Okay. So, hmm. All right, so we got shows left for 800 and 1,000. Uh, give, give, give me the 800. Give me I'm the scared. 800. This is, this is... Uh, we get a Mandalorian question in this one. And the reason it's hard is just purely remembering the name. So good luck. Oh, no. Oh, and the Mandalorian, the bounty hunter guild is based on what planet? Oh. It's it's remembering the name of this planet. That's the hard part. I'm going to need an answer here soon, Aaron. I don't I don't have it. OK, Zach, how about you? I'm trying to think because because. Oh, the guy says it uh-huh. multiple times. It is mentioned multiple times in that show. 
Uh, I should have watched it what's, again. What's awful is this is going to be the softball one. Yeah, basically. <sighs> it begins with an N. I know it. It does. It does I know begin it begins with an N. Oh, Navarro. Navarro is correct. Oh, I was like. I hear it now. Because like, I, I was like, I hear it in my head. And all I could remember was the, like, Oro. And I'm like, Navarro. Navarro is correct. Well, that leaves you with the $1,000 question for shows. Zach, are you ready for this? Bring it. <laughs> if you guys get this one, because uh, I will be surprised. In Star Wars Rebels, what is Kanan Jarrus's true name? That Kanan Jarrus is an alias. Right. And I've only watched it through once. Ooh. You would, you would, you would pick two rebels questions. I did out of five. I did indeed. Oh man! Though I am proud of you. You don't have a single resistance question on here, so thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Bob Saget. It was not Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Bob uh, Saget. Wasn't it? Uh, I'm gonna go with Eric. Something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is actually Caleb Doom. Oh. Huh. Okay. See, this is just like Navarro. I'm like, now that I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I I remember that coming up, but I would have never been able to recall it. No. I have no, no idea who's winning because Zach did get an eight hundred dollar question, but I was clearly ahead early on. So I, I am pleased to announce that the winner of Star Wars Trivia is we got a tie. Are you serious? You tied what? at 1,800 points apiece. Wow. After all of that craziness, this, this is the second tie that we've guys, had doing Dadgum Jeopardy. <laughs> you guys did. <laughs> wow. I said 14 instead of 12. And I am good keeping friends as friends and just saying that you guys both nailed the Star Wars trivia. I Fair. mean, it, you have to admit, the fact that we even got some of these yeah. should count for something. <laughs> I'm going to give each one of you a medal to John Williams music, John Williams score. <gasps> so, All right. And present as long, as it's, not, as long as it's not Chewbacca's medal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one medal. <laughs> All right, guys. So well, that is it up. for our game today. We're going to move on to our closing thoughts and pun count. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, Daggum Nerds fans. Did you know we had a merch store? If you want a t-shirt or a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod. Go to dagumnerds.com and hit that merch store tab and you can find what's in store for you. Any closing thoughts that you got? I am excited that Disney is trending optimistically in their shows. And uh, it, it, is, it is sad that I'm more excited for the shows than movies at this point. Uh, but hey, if, they, if we get more Mandalorians at it, then so be it. I'm, yep. I mean, honestly, I, am, I feel like it's the same thing with Marvel, where it's like you guys keep putting out good content that enriches the universe in some way. Yeah, I'll keep watching it. I'll make mm -hmm. the time for it. So me being a busy dad, I will make the time for it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the key point here is is with limited time, you've got to convince me it's worth it. And I, I yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, I genuinely am. And I also my final thought is that when Andrew makes trivia questions that he doesn't have to answer, but forces other people to. He really uh, he has way goes too into much the fun. archive. He goes really <laughs> deep in those archives. I figured this one would push you guys. I knew you guys were crazy nerds did, and wanted to make I'll those thousands. It was a good balance. There were some that were answerable and that we got right. Others we got wrong, but we're kicking ourselves. And then others, it was like, I wouldn't have come up with that if I had sat here all night. Yes. You know? 
success. All right, guys. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for listening. And don't skip ahead just yet if you normally do. Um, I want to level with you guys real quick on something. Level. Uh, so here's the deal. If you want to see Dadgum Nerds produce additional content in the future beyond just the podcast, or you want to see like industry leading guests on here, you want to see like big names mm-hmm. actually guest here on the show. There's really one thing that drives that. And the primary thing is subscriptions. Kid you not. That's why we ask for this is we want to make those kinds yes. of asks. So mm-hmm. if you didn't know, one of the questions that guests will ask when you ask them, they'll say, OK, that's great. But what's your listener account? And, you know, to be completely transparent, we've got a great start for how young we are, but we're not yet quite at the ability to make those asks. So we're personally aiming right now for 100 YouTube subscriptions at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's my personal goal. All in all, it's all we, of our goals. Yeah. We're at Padawan. We want to we want to pass the, the trials and become a knight. Exactly. We need a, we need 100 subscriptions. It's kind of a catch 22. Like in order to increase listeners, you need guests. And in order to get guests, you have to have listen. It's this it's this weird. So basically, if you can subscribe or follow on whatever pl- podcast platform that you are on, that mm-hmm. greatly helps us out. And it helps yep. us to expand Dagum Nerds Horizons on what we're currently able to do right now. It's kind of like, hey. If you subscribe, we can have the extended universe of DGN. Yes, and that would be lovely. We like want to have Timothy guests Zahn here on the show. Kind of you. So, yes. The other way is to go to dadgumnerds.com. And like, there's a reason that we harp on this so much. Um, I want to highlight our Patreon page that's on there specifically. And there's a legit mm-hmm. reason why. And the reason is that it's not so that we can go on fancy vacations or sip frou-frou coffee drinks or boast, boost our own ego. That's not why we do this. We honestly don't care about that. We want to use that to help pay for things like our website and podcast hosting service, uh, which is coming out of our own pockets currently, which is fine. But we'd also love to expand to things that are more like streaming subscriptions and more production equipment equipment so that we can generate more content for you guys. So as for as little as three bucks a month, you get a bunch of exclusive stuff like our hilarious after show, which, guys, seriously, it's hysterical. It, it is bust a good funner. Some of the Zach's the story from laughing. a couple weeks ago, you really missed out on. You, yes, <laughs> we need to send just a little teaser out yes. to the listeners and viewers. It was my number one. two favorite story I'd ever heard. <laughs> I mean, crap went down. Is all I can say. <laughs> Literally, and it helps create more content for you guys um, using the Patreon subscription as well. So just go to dagumnerds.com, hit the big Patreon button on the main page, and we'd love your help in growing the Dagum Nerds brand and making it even better hey and maybe one day we'll have over six million forms of communication for you mm-hmm. with emphasis on more apparently yes than six the million it's the plus that's on there that's the, the big deal so zachary keeping track of puns is darth vader luke skywalker's father yeah <laughs> so we had a very healthy 12 puns. that's good which is digits. not how old Padme was when she became queen. No, that's, <laughs> you are correct. Out. As Aaron found out. I well, that's all we got for you guys. That is all we've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you later, Dadgum Nerds. And may the force be with you. Game over.